Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Blog Talk Radio. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Good night, good night. My name is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. And my name is Rory. Welcome to uh, another night of Don't Let Them Burn. And we're just going to you know, give you a brief overview of why we're doing what we're doing. Don't Let Them Burn basically means we're going to bring the gospel and give, you know, separate the, the, the truth from the lies and expose what's the darkness going on within certain industries, entertainment, and, and, and bring you some other information at the same time. So this episode is called Pull them out of the fire, part two. So we're we're trying to bridge the gap so parents and young people can understand some of the things that they're witnessing or listening to or watching out there in the world. Um, that's ab- absolutely correct. Um, we're here, like you said, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, the truth, and only the truth. Before we get started, we'd like to just bow our heads for a word of prayer. Lord God, we just want to thank you and praise you for who you are. You're truly marvelous, O oh Lord, and dear Lord God, we just give this entire show to you, dear Lord God, as we just seek to serve you as humble servants, O oh Lord God, in your vineyard, sharing with those who need to know the truth about Jesus Christ. And how he died on the cross, that we will have an opportunity. He has given us an opportunity that we can come to him. And the only way we are able to come is by the blood, the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So, Lord God, we just, again, turn the show over to you. We give you honor, praise, and glory. Lord God, we just ask that you hedge us, protect us, O Lord God, as we go in to expose the works of the enemy and how he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so tonight's topic, music. What is music? And, you know, a a lot of us listen to music, whether it's gospel, classical, rock, rap, hip-hop. There's so many genres out there. Yes. There's, there's definitely a lot, a lot of different types of music out there in the world. And um, you have a lot of people saying that 
a lot of music is just it's good. What's wrong with music? Yeah, uh, we talk to people, uh, at, and 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 some of the times they they tell you, I just listen to the beat. I don't I don't really care what they're saying, but they don't understand the spiritual impact that's happening into their mind frame, with the words that are getting in there, the storage of of evil or or exotic thoughts, um, musical pornography, these type of things are getting into their subconscious. And so what we want to do tonight is take you on a, you know, a little somewhat of a historical journey um, and just take you into the Bible and see how um, music was used for worship, whether it was good or bad. So let's go to the origin of music. So we have music, which is derived from the word muse. The word has its origin in old French music, the art of music, Latin musica, Spain, Italy, old Germany, uh, Dutch, and Danish for music with a K. But very interestingly is the origin from old French muse taken from late 14th century Latin musa, which was taken from Greece. Musa, the muse, music, song, um, to think, to remember, the mind, inspiring goddess of a particular poet or art after the music. Hmm. And uh, mine, um, I'll, I took my definition from just a dictionary.com online, and it says, music is an art of sound in time that expresses ideas and emotion in significant forms through the elements of rhythm, okay, rhythm, melody, harmony, color, tones or sounds employed um, occurring in a single line, a melody, or multiple lines, a harmony, and sounded or to be sounded by one or more voices or instrument, or both. Okay, so my second definition is, is derived from the first place. Um, it's called etymonline.com. It's the place where you go and find out where words come from, etymology. So here comes, uh, we're going back to the muses, and what the nine muses in Greek mythology were, they, they were, there was a muse of spirit or God over every form of entertainment of art. Uh, epic poetry, history, love poetry, lyric art, music, especially the flute, tragedy, hymns, dance, comedy, and astronomy. Um, from there you see its origin has a main spiritual connection, whether it's good or bad. So from here we can go into a little biblical history. Okay. Um, and throughout the Bible, we we can actually see the influence of music and scripture. And I'm just going to pull up a couple of scriptures and, you know, we'll talk about um, what the, what the, the Lord says in music about music. And he says in Ephesians 5:19 that we are to speak to one another in Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, sing and make music in your heart. And, but it has a, a it has a source to the Lord. It's, it has a meaning. It goes to the Lord. So you're doing all of this in your heart to the Lord. Hebrews 2.12 says, he says, I will declare your name to my brothers. 
in the presence of the congregation. I will sing your praises. So it's going unto him, God. So we're singing his praises. Okay, Chris, go ahead. We have Psalm 71, 23. My lips will shout for joy when I sing praise to you, I whom you have redeemed. Psalm 95, 1. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Amen. Amen. Psalm 105, 2 says, Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of all his wonderful acts. So, so far, all of these scriptures that we are, we're looking at, Chris, the music and, well, we can say we're, the, the, the reason why we are playing this music or having this music in our heart, the source goes back to God. Exactly. Hmm. So, okay. music was made for worship but has been used in many different areas of life. But one of the main areas is it has been used is for worship to God or to idols, rituals, ceremonies, pagan gods, from witchcraft, praise and worship. We all have been influenced by music in one way or another. So there's a spiritual nature to music going from heaven to our modern society. We like to awaken you, the audience to the dark influence that permeates the eardrums of today's youth, our future leaders. Mm. So we want to talk about Satan, how he was described. Um, Rory, can you take, give me a little bit of the description? Okay. Well, um, we always hear people saying that, well, he was the, the person who was in charge of music. He was the person that... Um, he 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 knew about music. He was created, and it says I think in um, in the Old Testament it says that he had pipes, and he was described as one who was created for music, to to just give glory to God. It says here, thou that has been in Eden. Where are you reading from, sir? Sorry, Ezekiel twenty-eight thirteen. Thou hast been in, the Eden, in, in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, the topaz, and the diamond, the barrel, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and, and gold, that the workmanship of thy tabrets and, and of thy pipes were prepared in the, in the day that thou was created. So here you see Satan was created with orchestral instruments kind of coming out of his, his body. His body's full of jewels. So some, some say, you know, he was the worship leader in heaven. He bought in, you know, could be true. But we see that he must have some type of influence over music. And when you go to rock stars and, and um, all these other people that confess their worship to Satan, you get to see an overview of his influence. Mm, okay. Okay, so we, we looked at music. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, so far we have looked at the, I'm um, sorry, the meaning of music. We have looked at some of the passages of Scripture that tell us what music is to be about or the focus is to be unto God. 
and we have looked at um, how he created um, Lucifer at the time mm -hmm. to be an instrument of praise to God. Yes. Okay. But so now, we, can we look at uh, can we look at um, some other types of, of music? Well, in Exodus 32, 15 through 19, we see where uh, uh, right before that, uh, they, they started to get a little antsy. And, and, you right know, before what? Right before, before Exodus 32, 19. Okay. 32, 19. <laughs> they, as the people of uh, the, the nation that Moses was over, he was up in, in the mountain of God. And then Aaron, they came to Aaron and say, oh, you know, we want to build a calf. And so they took all the gold and made a, a calf. And so here in um, Exodus 32, 15 through 19, we see where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip some of it and, and go to where Joshua heard the noise of the people as they shouted. He said unto Moses, there is a noise of war in the camp. And he said, it's not the voice of them that shout for mastery. Neither, neither is it the voice of them that cry for being overcome, but the noise of them that sing do I hear. And it came to pass as soon as he came right unto the camp that he saw the calf and the dancing, and Moses' anger waxed hot. So there you see they're dancing around this calf and singing and, and all these things. So there you have a, a form of music that was, um, you know, that was worship. Mm. Mm. And so th this this music has been used in different forms that like we said before, you know, we have you know idol worship, we have, you know, church, we have concerts, we have video games and all these things that carry music. So we just want this is just a, a like the foundational explanation of all these these things. So we kinda go a little deep for you while still staying um, afloat. So, can music drive out spirits? Can music bring in spirits? Okay, but before you go there, um, you said these people mm -hmm. using music uh -huh. to do worship, and it was not unto God. Correct. Wow. Wow. Amazing. And, and God took them out of everything that was evil. He saved them, and they still didn't want what he had. It was just rebellion, and that's a lot of the rock music is rebellious. A lot of the, the rap or hip-hop music is rebellious, rebellious unto God one, and rebellious unto the culture or the law of the land, hmm. rebellious to morals. Hmm. A lot of these things that people talk about, they, they glorify murder. Glorify um, sexual thing. Okay, you know I I, I know you you we're, we're like moving, but I <laughs> I, I just got to go back a little bit. Yeah. So we look at that passage of scripture and we see that the children of Israel built an idol and started dancing and worshiping that idol and um. Moses and Aaron came back to want to see the people doing all sorts of things that they weren't weren't supposed to do, and um, says he was he waxed hot 
um, and he knows the people what, what they had set on mischief. And for they said unto me, um, this was Aaron talking now, right. make us gods which we shall go before us for as, sorry, for as for this, Moses, the man, brought unto us out of the land of Egypt. So these people went and they were using music to worship another God. Yes. Wow. Wow. And we read in scripture before, if you want to take any one of those scriptures that we were, we were dealing with, even the, 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 the one, um, Psalm 91.1, Come let us sing on, uh, for, joy on, for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. So again, they were not doing what they were called to do. Psalm 91, verse 5. No, verse 1. No, 95, verse 1. Sorry, 95, verse 1. You must be able to tell I'm a little nervous, <laughs> but it's fine. So, from we like I was, like I like I asked before, can music drive out spirits? Can music have spirits enter you? Ooh. Well, here we go. Let's go back to the Word of God first. First Samuel sixteen twenty three, and it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand. And Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Mm-hmm. Music has been proven to take Alzheimer's patients and make them fresh. Or make them feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I, in going back to that same scripture that you, you, you did, I am looking at and I'm seeing... The evil spirit was came on Saul, on Saul, and God. The, um, sorry, the man after God's own heart, David, was the one in which God used to play a song that would that would drive that spirit away from Saul. Amazing. So music. What I'm looking at is, yes, the man of God was able to play on that harp. And we could actually say the atmosphere changed. Yes. The atmosphere changed. So music can change atmosphere. Music can drive spirits away. Correct? Correct. Based on scripture. Yes. Okay. So when you're there listening to, let's say, let's just say it's some music from artist that you don't know their religious background, you don't know their heart, you don't know their intentions, and you don't know the spirit behind their music, you can get influenced in many ways. And if they attach a spirit to that song, then another problem occurs. I'm not even going to go saying <laughs> attach a spirit. I'm going to go and, and say, based off of the scripture that we read, mm-hmm. we read about the children of Israel when they went and built an idol, that music was not unto God. We we looked here and we saw that David played for Saul and he drove away that spirit, that evil spirit. So what I'm saying is that the people behind the music have a spirit that comes with that music. Yes. The people who are putting forth music, they have a source. And the source 
is it either God or it's something else? And if, if, if it's not of God, it's of the devil. Yes. So we want to go through just a little thing about the dancing, the music, and the pagan rituals. Sure. One of the things that I I was amazed when I came across this was um, music, music in cultures around the world, what music is used for. And um, in looking at the Bible, we see the source or, or the reason why the heart becomes full and someone sings a melody because it's unto the Lord. However, let's look elsewhere now. Let's look go from outside the word, or outside of the word of God. I'm going to look and see what they say. And these, this is coming from real, real, realitysandwich.com. Throughout nearly all cultures, times, and places, music has been an integral part of human life. Music has been used variously as a means of entertainment and art as a focal point or sacred rituals and as a meaning of nonverbal communication between cultures. That's true. We can, we can spend a whole lot of time mm-hmm. explaining that. Probably we can look at the Indian culture. We can look at the Chinese culture and sun worship and the use of those big drums. We can go to Africa and look at the drums and, and, and what it does, what it says about music. In, in the African culture, but we're going we to pause. The modern music industry has produced millions of albums in hundreds of different genres and styles of music due to the, the nature of music and the influence of the corporate recording industry. Much popular music today is crass and unsubstantial created, marked, and sold to a materialistic audience. Yet in older, pre-industrialized cultures, music is more renowned for its sacred and supernatural power to captivate an audience and manifest emotion. Because of these qualities, music has often been used in conjunction with religious ceremonies across the world. So we're going to just, I'm going to go a little bit further. And why am I saying that? Um, Because I want you to understand the seriousness of what music is able to do to a person's mood, emotions, all of these things. Yes. So we look at the, the, the one of the oldest, I would say, ritual or religious ceremonies that is used is the shamans. And the shamans use this type of rhythmic sound in their ritual to get people in sort of a state of total relaxation so that the body and the mind can be separated. So they use this to leave have outer body experience, mm-hmm. which is 
we know is totally not of God. I mean, yes. So what's going on is the drums. Let's talk about the drums for a little bit. You know, I, I hear a different drums coming into a lot of the um, uh, movie soundtracks. When I say drums, I don't mean just the 808 or regular drum. I'm talking. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to tell them what you can see. <laughs> You're using these words, 808. What, okay. what, what is the 808? What's that? Uh, 808. Uh, it, there was a machine called the Roland 808, and a lot of musicians, or producers, sorry, used these to create beats for production, and and we have heavy bass. Heavy bass. So hold on, um, you're moving a little fast for me, so I'm, I'm I gotta sort of just slow you down a little bit. So they had a piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. This piece of equipment seemed like it was digital. So we would not have to get a band per se to come into a studio right. to make sound or to make music. Mm-hmm. So how? Go ahead. Tell me a little bit more about this particular instrument. Well, it was it was called a drum machine, so I can make any pattern I want, any um, beats per minute I want, slow, fast, really fast, 120 beats per minute, um, 30 beats per minute. But the, the 808 is that bass, that boom that you hear when you hear cars driving by. Um, and this is nothing really new, it's at least 30 years. So, um, but in, in, the, in the movie soundtracks now, you hear drums from different cultures, Aztec, is mm. coming in and they drive the force of that, of that, 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 like the Fast and the Furious, you hear these drums and the Sylvester Stallone music, it's the same um, orchestra they're they're playing this. They're they're pushing your emotions when you're watching this movie. You we've been in a theater. You know, a lot of movies they wouldn't be that good if the music wasn't there. Oh, so like we actually said before, music is used to create atmosphere. A, an atmosphere, mm-hmm. create emotion. Mm-hmm. It, it can build suspense. Yes, it can show you. For danger, it enhances what the eye sees. Yes. So in 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 movies, they're using music as well as the visual effect to generate the emotion and captivate the audience. Yes. Wow. And then we have what's what what's called sampling. Sampling is the process of taking brief segments of sound uh, from a song, from a movie, from a an audio clip, else wherever they want to take it from, they can just take it, sample it, and use it in use it in music. Okay, so um, so this is so sampling, um, and I'm just gonna sort of repeat what you said for my own good. Mm-hmm. Um, sampling. So they're taking bits and pieces of of music, mm-hmm. and they are putting it maybe in new songs like they do today. They take um, some of the older versions of songs, right? Correct. And they and they put them in in, in music today, so people say, "Hey, that song sounds familiar." Mm-hmm. And before you know it, they're they're caught. Yeah. And this was the way it started. I mean, it went off for a long time. Even when James Brown came out of jail, he didn't realize how many people sampled his music. It was so many people doing it, and I mean, it still goes on today now. So sampling never stopped. And some people have gone to lawsuits for it. 
because you just it's it's kind of like it's just stealing. <laughs> You're stealing something. Now people at when people started getting in trouble for this, then they had to start asking permission from this label or that label, um, this artist or a defunct label, but maybe the family still owned the rights to the record. Okay. But the, the, just to bring it back to the core of the sampling part, it's just taking a segment of sound, a short segment, of sound. a short segment, whether it be four seconds. 10 seconds, but it's the shorter it is, the better it is to compile a beat. Okay. All right. You know, and, and that brings us to, to, to something else. You talked about the 808 and what the 808 drum machine did for the industry and how, because of that particular piece of, um, of instrument, they never needed a band anymore. You never needed horn players. You don't need anything. We could basically sit at a dinner table or sit at um, somewhere at a desk mm-hmm. and create music from that particular piece of equipment. Right. One, then two, with the same piece of equipment or with others, you would able you're able to take in um, samples from other music, other pieces of music, maybe classical, and you can put it in. You can put it in to. Um, into the into the same beats that you're creating, and then you create a new song. Yeah. Okay. So then, so now we're gonna. This is a term we made up. Okay. It's called layering. Okay. And then when I say we made up, I'm not being like, oh, we the first one that did it. We just couldn't find the right term for what we're about to talk about. So we call it layering, and it's basically how nowadays you have everybody can actually put together music in their home on their laptop on their uh, PC, even sometimes on their tablets. So the the programs that are used, you have layers of sound. You could play a drum beat, play whatever instrument, and underneath that you could put whatever you want. Okay, don't don't go any further. I just want for the audience to understand. So here here it is. We have the computers and this is all done digitally now you have to understand so if we wanted to create a track Mm -hmm. we would come in and say well what is the main beat that you would like to to put down and if if it's whatever drum beat you choose you would put that down first so that's your drum beat or your drum line and then you can go back over that same thing and uh, add other instruments maybe the horns, maybe a piano mm-hmm. behind it. And you keep adding more and more instruments until you have what you need. Correct. Okay. So if you wanted to be, let's just say you had bad intentions, you could put a subliminal message within this music. This this was done back when the rock and roll era started and they did back masking. Right, back when um, this, this process is easier. Now, because of layering, because of layering, so or, or some people call it stacking. So here it is. I want to say I want to give a subliminal message. Let's say I say buy pizza. All I have to do is drop the volume to where only your subconscious can pick it up and then put it in the song, whether it's a jingle or from a commercial or in my main, a main album or whatever it is. And you would never know. And then your mind reacts to that. That's why people spend a lot of money on advertising. Some of these things have subliminal message, whether it be in the graphic design or the music. 
Okay. So you see the the importance of um, what we were talking about, layering in music, layering in music, and how today some people, you know, I mean, 10, 15 years ago, you hear people talk about more than that, like 20 years ago, backward masking, backward masking. Oh, man, you got to listen to back. No. Today, they don't do that. They are able to put into that music through layering whatever it is they want to say. You, like, like Chris was saying, I want to eat pizza or I want to go to Domino's. They could put that in the music. And the funny thing about it is you would never hear it. Never know. You would never know. You would never know if because you, it's covered up by the beats. If you want a, a good uh, sample of somebody that, that's modern that did this, look up an artist called Ivy Soul. The song is called Free Fallen. If you look up the lyric version, you'll see how underneath what she's, the main thing that she's saying, she is um, talking about chakras and, and all these things that come out of uh, Hinduism. Hold on a minute, buddy. Chakras. We got to go to hold on. <laughs> and I got to, I, I got to, um, I got to tell you, uh, we're going to go there a little bit about that. Okay. I have a short clip to play later on about that, but let's continue. So, you talk about this artist that has been able to put all of these messages in the music. And people, kids, young adults, adults, um, they're listening to these songs and don't have a clue of what's going on. Yes. So we want to go into the hooks. Yeah. We all we know what we all know what choruses are. We sing them in church, we hear you know, songs every day. We we listen to commercials, so the chorus is something everyone can remember. Um, another term for chorus is hook. The hook is what drags you in, because once the beat has you, they need to keep your attention with something else. That's the hook. So a hook, most of the time, is a call to action, or a line that is repeated over and over throughout it, the song. Sometimes it even goes into chanting. Right. So, so the call to action could be jump up, jump up, jump up, and you, you start to light. You're like, yeah, yeah, jump up, yeah, and you start to jump up. So, and you put a beat behind that, and you have a song, and that's what most people do today. Yeah, uh, crisscross uh, had a song called Jump. All, all when we were younger, all the kids uh, put our pants backwards, jump up, <laughs> and it was a hit song. You know, the key thing is putting your pants backwards, but. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. But the key the reason why I'm bringing up hooks because I've been in the studio. I used to do uh, rap. And beyond people trying to offer me drugs, which I never took, they would always say, we need to find a club song or we need to, a song for the strip club or, you know, we need the hook that's going to really sell this song. If you're saying anything that was, say, educational or, Anything positive? No, that's not good enough. We need something that, that, that could be in these dark places. They didn't say that. I'm saying that. <laughs> so it, it, um, you, got, you have to know what's, what's in the mind of a producer, whether it's good or, good or bad. You know, This is how some producers and music, musicians think nowadays because everybody wants to make that hit. Everybody wants to be, have their 15 uh, minutes of fame and be on top. They want to knock the, the one on top down, so they need that hook. They need that hook to get you in the club or to get you to play that song in your car endlessly. Wow. Wow. Amazing. You know, um, 
you talked about how they use these lines. They use these hook lines and say something, and before you know it, people are just, it's altered the mood, and they're using it for clubs or doing whatever it is that they're doing, and they're using the different beats and all of that stuff. And one of the things that you know I want to say to the audience is that these things don't drive people closer to God. It pulls them away because of the messages or the junk, the garbage that's in that music that alters mood, yes, alters emotion, go as far as changing one's mindset. And this, and this goes both ways because we know, yes, we use music in church and it sets a mood for, for praise and worship and we, we, get, we start praising the Lord and we start worshiping and we give him thanks and glory and honor and praise. Hallelujah. And then when you're in the world and you get to these concerts, you see your favorite artist on stage, and what do you do? You give them praise and honor and glory. You're great. You're so, you start singing the lyrics. You, so there's a contrast between the dark and the light and um, what is out in the world. You're giving these artists, you're putting them on such a high pedestal. You memorize their songs more than you would even memorize the Bible. There's people out there that, that, that don't know one Bible verse, and they go to church, and they'll get to the to the to the to the concert or the club and go nuts. Once that beat drops, boom! It's just like they lost their mind. You know, um, yes, you're you're so right. And this is going out to parents. You know, we have to protect our children. We have to protect their eye gate. Yes. And their air gate. Yes. We have to. Show them the truth about what the Bible says. It's just amazing to see how these men have come in and have taken, I'm not saying one, two, a thousand, a generation. They're all swept away. Um, the beats, they're hypnotic as the melody, a driving force for the heart. And what it desires to hear, a pounding pulse for the body to move, for strippers with erotic uh, enticements to seduce men with their bodies. The same force that allows people under the influence to sink deep into their cathartic state. Uh, a, a lot of producers and songwriters use drugs in order to write songs and produce beats. So the spirit behind the music isn't always godly or innocent. Some use drugs to walk a line into the spiritual realm and contact spirits that will help them write music for a price that mm. prices their soul. Exactly. A practice that, ha that, that has been around for a long time and is also used in ritualistic ceremonies, uh, in, including the drumbeat and the dancing. So we can, we can talk about this one aspect of yoga. Yeah, but before we go to yoga, I'm going to read something that... Um, from this particular website, realitysandwich.com, that talks about the importance of music. I'm going to go there real right. quick. Music is important in shamanistic ritual because music is beneficial for supporting dancing and performance, for helping the shaman to enter and maintain a trance state. Yes. So 
the ultimate goal for them in this is to enter and we and we talked about it that 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 state of of um being being hypnotized hypnotized or in a trance and you don't believe this i think we will touch on it at another time where we talk about the dancing that comes from this type of music in fact if you want to go to our website don't let them burn.com there is on our blog there is a something about satanic dances and it's a pretty very thorough video yes a very detailed video and it shows you how these young men tell you what they actually do and they're not following the word of god it's just unbelievable and you know what's even more than that chris is that young men and young women Hey, we want to be just like them. Exactly. They're moving our youth into a culture of just just Satanism. This is this is the best, the simplest way I could put it: the Satanism. And 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 a lot of the artists, we we'll, we will get to this uh, soon in, in a couple of our shows, where they're basically trying to get the, the the youth to move towards worshiping the Antichrist. Okay. So let's go into setting the atmosphere. Music is powerful enough to change the mood within any setting, even the house of God. In mainstream pop culture, we have dark rooms filled with pre-lights and a lot of legal drugs. One of them you might know is alcohol. When the music starts in, in these dark rooms called nightclubs, a spiritual vibe is brought on by the waves of the music that completes the dark tone. Many find a type of happiness in these rooms that started off as an experiment by Franz Mesmer, the one who called, uh, sorry, coined the term animal magnetism and where we get the word mesmerize. The music, lyrics, flashing lights, hypnotize anyone who is susceptible to a spellbound shift, shift of consciousness. Apply any mind-altering drug or sexual intention to this and you will have the perfect mixture for spiritual stronghold and even mind control, which equates to witchcraft. Wow. Have you ever wondered why your friends or relatives can't stop going to these party houses? <laughs> for Isn't one night enough? They spend so much money every week on clothes to look fresh for another four to five hours in the same atmosphere that's only condu conducive to sin. I know friends... <laughs> They would tell me, you know, we went to the club tonight, but we're going to make sure we're fresh for church in the morning. I mean, just think about that. Slave can't have two masters, buddy. <laughs> it's not it's not going to work. And so they would, they, they're, they're trapped or, or kind of like chained to these songs and the beats of their favorite songs. The same songs they will probably listen to on the way home or wherever they end up in the morning. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about the beats. We talked about how the melody and everything, all the things that go with the club can be mesmerizing. Mm -hmm. Hypnotic. Or hypnotic to the person or persons that's going to that thing. And the, the, um, the, the important thing is that, you see, all of these things, they start out maybe in the simplest of forms. But before you know it, you're dragged into something that's deeper. And the the other thing is that it comes with, there has to be some form of mind-altering drug that's there. The, the raves, 
the trans clubs and trans music. I mean, when you hear these terms, they sound like something fresh, but you heard Rory Reed what's going on in the shamanistic dance rituals. Trans dance, you know? Yes. And you know what? That also brings us, because we are here and we are talking about music, we are talking about rhythm, we are talking about all of these things. Why don't we talk about yoga? Does music have anything to do with yoga? And once again, we're going to go over part of the meaning of yoga. Yoga means to yoke with the spirit, oneness with the spirit, whatever spirit that is. People take it as a form of exercise, but the, the yogis say you can't have yoga without Hinduism, and you can't have Hinduism without yoga. They are one in the same. We talk about yoga. We talk about the yogis. Who are the yogis? They're the gurus, right? Yes. These are the gurus. These are the guys. These are the these are the teachers. These are the, the spiritual masters of that occult that would teach and um, entice people into joining yoga, and they use it. it meditation is one. Relaxation is another. Um, singing, because they tell you in yoga, that, hey, you can use the breathing to help you to sing better. So there are many things that um, people use these things for, but it's an occult. And also, you know, there are different forms of yoga. Yes. Write this down. You do some research on your own, and, and you go to see there are many different forms. But one that we want to point a finger to right now is kundalini yoga. It's getting very popular. And it has to do with a lot of dance rhythm and drum beats. And you jerk your body and the snake that's in the bottom of your spine is going to come up and you're going to get into this state of just, whoa, this feels so great. But it's a demon entering you. And, and you're, you're, you're exposing yourself. But anyway, so yes, many, many different forms of yoga. But tonight we're going to look at, like we said, kundalini yoga. So... This form of of, of um, yoga is, is getting very popular. This form has been brought in since the 60s. Um, the Beatles, different musicians, in the circle that they were going around in, uh, people like um, uh, Merv Griffin, he's not alive anymore, but he's one of the people that helped to bring this in with, with, along with the Beatles. The guy called the Maharishi Mashiogi. That's hard to say his name, but <laughs> you can research him and his influence on, on um, uh, popular culture. And Western music. And Western music. We had the Beatles. Any any one of these, a lot of these guys that you would see um, in the 60s, these um, band members, they went to these yogis for... Inspiration, enlightenment, enlightenment, things to do with their music. Right, how to help them to 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 sing better or to whatever it was. They went to these things. As a matter of fact, I saw this week where John Lennon's first wife died, mm-hmm. and they had pictures of her in India, sitting with a yogi, and how how much influence these people or these yogis had on their lives, had on the, the lives 
of, of the band, had on the lives of people that listened to that music. And remember, outside of that, once the Beatles entered here in the United States and with some of these other band members, remember we had this great, you can actually say, this love-type event that went on in the 60s yeah. with this hippie, hippie generation, like they call them. So that was the outcome. That's what happened here because of some of these influences that were taking place in the early part. And if you've been listening, you, you, you should notice there's a pattern between music, drugs, music, drugs. You have to understand that drugs are a doorway to the spiritual realm. Every time, almost every time I was in the studio, I was offered weed. Nothing else, just weed. Weed dipped in honey, weed this, weed that. I never took it. I said, oh, I don't need that to write a song. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need that to perform. I said, just give me some orange juice. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but one of the things, and you know, you talked about going in the studio. I remember once we went there, and um, my wife and myself, we went there because she wanted to, to sing. And as we entered this very popular studio here in, in the South, uh, the and we we're going to sing gospel music. The the funny thing that the air that came out of that place was marijuana. Mm -hmm. And we said, Oh no, we don't belong here. This is not no. We're out. Yeah. And we just turned around and left. Yeah. Because that's a part and parcel of that whole whole package. Yes. And just to just to give you a, a different light in, in, in different areas of religion and they, they smoke the pipes, they use the drugs to get high and get into this state of altered reality so that they can contact the spirit. So whatever ritual they're performing, they're they are totally open, open so that something can enter. Yes. I have a, a, a little clip I'd like to play. And I'm going to try to um, to play this our, our first time doing it, so just give us a little time. This is um, on Kundalini Yoga. His brand of yoga called Dynamic Meditation is a new age combination of Hinduism and psychotherapies. This exercise involving rigorous breathing and hyperventilation is designed to arouse the serpent force called Kundalini which the gurus believe lies coiled at the base of the spine. I did dynamic meditation every day. We also called it kundalini meditation. It starts off with a cathartic breathing, and the reason for it is just to move your energy and to get you out of your head and into your body, and you just breathe. So there you have it. Somebody who did it talking about it. You hear the music. I'm watching the video, and these people are just gyrating themselves, gyrating themselves just to get this thing to so called come out of their spine, hmm. not knowing what's really going on with them. This is not of God. There, there's a spirit that's entering in. But, and you heard what the lady said, to come out of the mind. 
So this is body. And the works, the Bible says, the works of the flesh is, leads to what? Leads to death. Can't, it can't be good. Yes. So what, again, are our youth listening to, partaking in? Are you aware of what's on your child's cell phone? How many songs are on their cell phone? These cell phones can hold thousands of songs. So you'll bring up a playlist and see nice stuff, and you don't even know what's underneath unless you scroll forever, you know? And not only that, they can be hidden in so many files. It can be hidden on their computer in files. That, listen, for those of you that aren't like tech savvy, but you have teenagers, you know, young adults, it's just like you have to kind of get educated on what's going on because let's just say your child is, you know, acting strange. You, and you're like, you know, they, they got good grades. Why are they acting? You don't know the influence that's in there. The influence that's coming in, the influence that that will just turn your house upside down if you don't control it or get rid of it. Not yeah, not control it, get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's just it, you're just bringing an awareness of you know there's there's music out there that can make you laugh, make you smile, make you cry, put you in a depressive state. Um, some people use it uh, use music like R and B to. If they just met somebody, oh, I want to feel good about it. You know, and they put the, the love music on, or if they're just broken up with a person, they'll put on a depression song because it reminds them of what they're going through. Oh, this artist knows what I'm going through, and they're crying in their car or in their bed, wherever. Uh, you have aggressive music where, like say, for instance, you just got into a fight with your girlfriend or the boss just ticked you off and you want to put on some Tupac and ride down the street because it's amplifying your aggression. Um, some people, they use it to go um, murder people. And when I say this, I don't mean the music is making them murder people. They're amplifying their attitude to go and murder somebody. They put on the music mm. and they turn it up. They have the bass in the background, the guns in their hand, and they go to do some things. Okay. Um, absolutely. Definitely has an influence. Parents, we got to really, really watch out for that. And we have to really pray for the Lord to show us how to hedge and protect our children. Very, 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 very important. Now, I think one of the things I want to, to go into, really, and you talked a little bit about it last week, mm -hmm. was you talked about hip-hop. Mm -hmm. And we said last week, hip-hop is a religion. Mm -hmm. I think we should go there because most people think hip hop is music. Right. Okay. So I want to go there um, while we go um, on music, and we're probably going to talk about some R and B artists and what what they have to say. So go ahead. Let's tell us a little bit about hip hop. Okay. So you have this music genre, which is really just a culture. The music is really rap music, but they dub it hip-hop. Hip-hop is a religion. When, when, when you're doing your research, research, research the people who the founders of hip-hop, research people like KRS-One, um, that he, he, he basically tells you everything you need to know about this, this genre. 
and it has to do with a subculture within a culture and was very small and it grows over 20 years to be a huge monster it it has its tentacle in every form of music even in in what we would call um film scores okay so one, okay one second hip hop when you talk about KRS1 mm-hmm. um is hip hop a registered religion it's registered in the UN you could look that up online it's a official religion so it's considered a religion mm-hmm. okay so do they have a bible the the Bible of hip hop, wow, or the hip hop Bible, I think it's called. Yeah, there is a Bible, folks. There is a Bible that they have, and they're walking around and spreading this news. They say, what are and they even go as far as KRS One was the one who mentioned that he has the two two disciples. There are two disciples that have gone on. One was Tupac, Tupac Shakur, who was murdered and Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. Or some would know him as the notorious Big. Uh, yeah. So these guys, you know, um Bible says by by their fruits you shall know them. But I have to kind of give a clarification when you said he had disciples. They were not his disciples. Right. He just sees them as prophets like Moses and uh, Elijah. Okay. And he equates them to them. Right. So and and these are the two rappers that people look at and they talk about. But one of the things that the, the Word of God says, says to test every spirit. And the Bible also says, by the fruits you shall know them. And when we look, when we look at these people, we can actually see by their fruits, they were both murdered. And I'm just saying, you know, so we can we can go through, but that's just rap. We can go and look at Rock, we can look at a lot of different things, but we're going to just look at rap tonight. And just to, to stick on the Tupac Biggie thing real, really quick, if you don't understand the influence that these two guys had from the East and the West Coast, they could have either, either united the nation, and I literally mean that, or tore it apart. This, there was a, something called East-West Coast beef that was going on between these two guys. And when they died, the whole let's just say hip-hop nation, felt it. Mm. Back then, I was into both of these guys. Mm. And you're spiritually connected to the music to these guys, so you actually want to cry when you hear, what, he got murdered? You know? <laughs> just like, like when you hear a TV star gets murdered or, or, or found in the bathroom somewhere and you're really connected to them, you feel this, this thing like, wow, like you just lost your, 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 your brother or something. You know? So these guys... Um, have the power in their music to unite or destroy, and there were ha- there were a lot of followers in what we call the streets, the 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 the, 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 the darkest crevices, wherever, or in the club, or what. You you after these two died, you would not hear you would hear their music all the time, riding down the street, walking into a a, a barber shop or a club. You they would not stop playing their music. Because they had such an effect on the culture. On the culture. Through music. So we're at the top of the hour, and we're going to take a break and come back and finish our talk, our discussion on music. Mm-hmm. 
If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness, and I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree, the... So I'd set about, however necessary, to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old, I would teach to pray after me, our Father which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves, until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing. I'd have judges promoting pornography. Soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who wanted until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. And what'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. And we're back. That was Paul Harvey, If I Were the Devil, from 1960, 1965, actually. So you think about those words and look at how our nation looks. And before that, we had uh, Dear Sister Patrice uh, singing why we're here. This is our story. This is our song. We just want to praise our Savior all day long. Okay, we're going to continue now with, um, we started on to touch on hip-hop, and now we're going to going to, to rap music and, and tell you a little bit about the people that are in, involved in that. Also, we're going to tell you about uh, some of the quotes. We're, we're going to read some of the quotes that they, they um, 
they have said or some of the things that they said and they're saying it to our, our children. So we have people like um, Little Wayne talks about he wants to have sex with every girl in the world. Had a song about that. And when he said it, he wasn't talking about, you know, little, I mean, big women or women his age. He's talking about every form of the female, you know, so every woman, you know, that means your your child, your teenager. The, the evil that's coming out of this 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 generation or this this um this this music genre is is it, it, the depth of it. It, it's it's very dark, but they commercialize it. Now it it wasn't the artists themselves that wanted to commercialize hip hop or rap. A lot of songs in the day, back in the the eighties nineties uh, they were talking about not selling out or not going commercial, not going corporate. They wanted to keep it in the streets. Um, in the in the small clubs and things like that, but it was the corporate entities that persuaded or told the the rappers and the artists what they had to do because they needed to make more money off of these guys. The records weren't going platinum. Records EPMD is one of the first rap groups to go gold. Has five hundred thousand records sold. So a lot of these artists weren't. They were popular in the neighborhoods or in underground clubs or you know, on the streets where people would break dance and things like that. And that's where it was small. So they they didn't want it. The way it is today is not really a product of what they wanted to do. And a, a lot of things back then, even though I didn't, I didn't agree with their, let's just say their religious stance, it was more of an educational tool in some sense. And then we had the thug mentality that was brought in on purpose to kind of like, Keep the education stuff over there. Let's talk about killing and and all these other things. And 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 um, like when Two Life Crew, people like those came out, they they people wanted to not 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 the 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 populace, but the corporate. They wanted to push that those type of records to sort of dumb people down. If you look at how BT changed from something that was educational, even to, MTV. If, yeah, some, from something educational to something that kind of dumbs down your teenagers now. You see what I'm talking about. If if you're that old or if you've been into music that long, you'll see the difference. I used to be able to watch Teen Summit and not really worry about certain things getting played or said. And it was sort of an educational thing to kind of awaken um, the the young people. We're but not, it changed. Yeah. Now, when you see 106 and Park, all types of people are on there. So now, I'm just trying to give you a, so, sort of like a little trail to show you where all of the thug mentality came from and, and why it's so popular now and other things aren't, other, other forms of a rap aren't, you know. And you have within the Christian rap circle, or what they call holy hip-hop, we already discussed what hip-hop is, so there's no way we're going to say here between me and Rory that it's holy. Okay? So you have these artists that look up to people like Harris One, look up to people like Kanye West. I mean, they say they serve God, but they 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 they, they court the world. They court Satan. They court death in a sense. 
the fine line that they walk, they they don't understand what they're doing to the the let's just say young followers that go to church. They're changing their identity. You know, you talked about um, one of the artists. You talked about Kanye West. And let's look at this gentleman for a minute. Uh, Kanye West was saying that he sold his soul to the devil. We talked about it last week for a couple of toys and a happy meal. And I guess he said uh, at the end it was a raw deal. That's one. He also said in an interview that, you know, when people come to my concert, it's basically the same like going to church. They come, they pay a lot of money. That's what he's saying. They don't know what church is like, going and worshiping God. And he's saying it's it's basically the same. And it's it was just, it's amazing to me that he could make the song. Not only that. Here's where the line gets a little blurred for some. He has a song that came out where he said, we, talk, we touched on it last week, where he says, Jesus walks. And a lot of people started playing that in churches, saying that Jesus walks with him. And it's not about Jesus walking with, with you or you're walking with the Lord, the Lord leading you and guiding you. That's not what he's talking about. He's asking the Lord to protect him while he goes and sells drugs. Totally wrong. And churches were paying large amounts of money to get this artist into their church to sing this song. And not only that, when you hear this this gentleman talk, he also says he's like he's a god, yes. and the people that come to his concerts come to worship him. And we're gonna to go to that god aspect for a little bit here. Um, people. Even non-Christians know what the mark of the beast is. What's the number? 666. And we have groups like 36 Mafia, 36 Mafia, Triple Six Mafia. Their content is the same as every other street artist, drugs, sex, you know, those type of things. These guys went from being an underground artist, uh, underground hits, to being... Grammy <laughs> nominated. Okay? So you're talking about a, a group that bears the mark, bears the name of the of the mark of the beast, and people are still buying it, even Christians. Yes. Wow. So the God aspect, a lot of these artists think they're gods. They... Next week, next week I'll bring a direct quote from a magazine to, to that you understand what I'm about to talk about. Uh, they call themselves five percenters. They're like an offshoot of Islam, and they believe they're they're gods: arm, leg, leg, arm, head. So they believe that they, the god they they themselves are a god. The, the gods on the earth. There's a lot of a lot of stuff we could talk about with that, but just, I want you, just want you to, to, to kind of like hone the aspect in that some of these rappers on stage within the hip-hop community believe that when they're on stage, you are to worship them. They're not asking you. Yep. You are to worship yep. them. Mm. Second Timothy 2. Or Second Timothy, sorry, 3.13. Second Timothy 3.13 says, But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, 
deceiving and are being deceived. They are deceived. You know, they come and these men are saying, if you listen to some of their interviews, they're saying, hey, you know, what are you doing? You are a God. I'm a God. We are gods. It's okay. You know, you can, when you come to my show, you worship me. You know, in the, in the, um, in the, the Bible according to hip-hop, they also say the same thing. They say, hey, whatever you want to do, it's okay. Treat yourself like you're a God. You'll be fine. And that's wrong. There's only one true God. And it's his son came to the earth, Jesus Christ. And it's very, sometimes it's disturbing to, when you're trying to wake somebody up, um, especially when they, they claim Christ. And they listen to people like Erica Badu and a few other artists that, in this genre called Neo Soul. And even some of the regular R&B artists that, you know, when the evidence is there, you can, you can actually say to this person, look, this is what this person believes. And what they're preaching in their songs, you're taking into your spirit. And sometimes it's just really hard to get through that barrier of the connection, the spiritual connection, the love they have for these artists and, and the music. And it's not even trying to be like legalistic, oh, well, you can't listen to music. No, it's not even that. It's just you, you're aware of the importance of how that takes away from their attendance, their attention to God. Because of the, the, some of the songs talk about, um, oh, you're going to be a butterfly when you reincarnate and and all these weird Eastern mysticism, <laughs> things that come from, you know, other religions. And they have nothing to do with worshiping God. In the beginning of the program, we read scriptures that tell you why music is there. We were created by God to worship him, to worship him through music. And these men, they have come in and they are doing things and saying things. And putting all of these things in records that are not of the Lord. Just to go back to the, the subject of drugs again, this is from Questlove. The, the website I got this from is Slate.com. And Questlove is talking about D'Angelo when he worked on his album called Voodoo. And how when he when he was when he wanted to work on some of the beats and the and the and the, the actual core of the music he he wanted to do it a certain way but it was because he went through um certain other artists that he had to produce for he got kind of cold with the way he um he did the the, the beats because of certain things the artists were saying to him so he this is a quote then in walks d'angelo and he basically tells me yo i need you to strip yourself of all that coldness and play human I need you to play messed up. There's another word there, but I just said messed up. He wanted me to play as drunk and as slow and as dusted as I've ever played in my life. I don't smoke or drink. So he really guided me to a level of creativity I wouldn't normally reach without some sort of stimulant. Remember I told you when I was in the That's studio... They offered me drugs all the time, but I didn't take it. So that's just an instance right there for you. That's a, a known musician that's even on uh, Late Night Souls. He's part of the Roots. Um, so this isn't from an underground artist. This is somebody deep into the industry. 
So he's telling you what this artist, this particular artist wanted him to do to get to the groove that he needed him to play on the on this album. And and actually on this album they, they went into deep things with about Jimi Hendrix and Prince and they got these type, that this is the sound that they were looking for and that's what made the first song untitled, which he was totally naked in the video. They made it a hit. Everybody thought or said, You sound like Prince and Prince anyway, that's another story. And and you know what? Um some of these men when they're doing these things they're channeling other spirits. They're channeling spirits, which is has nothing to do with worshiping God. Lord, have mercy on us. Have mercy on our children that they will come to the understanding and open the word of God and see where he, or learn from his word, who he is. Indeed. I mean, there's, there's so many artists out there now that the moment we mention one, there's 50 other that are just gaining ground. There was even a song by um, uh, this other group in Justin Timberlake. Give me one moment here. Yes, um, Justin Timberlake and this uh, turtleneck and chain. And the group is called Mother Lover. I'm not going to read you the lyrics on air. Just, let's just look at it like this. It came out on Mother's Day 2009, on the eve of Mother's Day 2009. And it's about these two guys that wow. basically um, their moms are disappointed in their life and maybe the husband left and, you know, they're just not satisfied with their living. And so these guys said, oh, let's just give them a gift. And the gift is basically this. Giving themselves. They are going to sleep with each other's mother. This is from the bowels of, of Satan. I mean, how can you put this out to people? I mean, kids, kids literally and teenagers follow Justin Timberlake. And they're singing these songs. And they're singing these songs, yeah. yeah. I mean, if you, you see, if you don't, if you're not a part of the culture, if you're not, if you're not seeing what's going on, you, you, you'll never know these things. You have, you know, uh, mothers that have children dancing to all types of music when they're five, one, and they're laughing at it. They think it's funny. It's, or and it's I'm, cute. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's just so not. Cute. Look at that. And the songs that are just booming out and the lyrics, the dirty lyrics that this child is sucking into their brain. Okay. These things regurgitate later on. It's a fact. I mean, people keep saying, oh, it doesn't affect me. It doesn't affect me. No, it's just whatever. And the moment, because the brain is so powerful, the moment Something happens, a lyric from a song will jet out of your mouth towards somebody. Wow. Or this word will jet out of your mouth. The F-bomb, a this or that. And you'll be like, I wonder where that came from. I remember one time when I was living in the world and I, you know, I was in a relationship with a, with a, with a certain lady and she didn't do anything to me. Oh, she, she asked me a question and then I asked her, what do you think you're here for? And I, I was like, whoa, 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 what has this say? I don't know where that came from, but all these years of putting my headphone on, going to school every day with the same type of music, every, you don't know where, what's been deposited into your soul. And the moment comes when you think you're superior than another person and you just lash out with certain words. You, you come at them in a certain way and you wonder why. So that's why I'm saying if you look at your child's behavior changing, there's things, maybe it's a family problem, maybe it's 
an influence from outside or inside if you let it in. And the word of God says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks like you're saying. And, you know, again, I said, by their fruits, you shall know them. One of the other um, persons I would like to talk about tonight is Eminem. And Eminem, um, most people say, well, here is a Caucasian rapper. Um, We have never encountered a a person who is able to rap like this. That's one of the the quotes that um, I've heard said. But the the difference with Eminem is, in some of these albums, they tend to be very, very dark. In one particular album, I can't remember the the, the album itself, but he he talks, he's talking to the devil, where he's actually selling his soul to the devil. And people are regurgitating these words and having them around them and thinking that it's okay. Amazing. And that's only one. You have many. You have a plethora of other artists that come in and and, and have, have sang these songs and when you when you when you look at the words, it's amazing. You know, um you talked about three six mafia before One of their quotes, no Lord can stop us now because the demons reborn again. That's in their music. I'll give you another quote. That's not not backwards. That's not sideways. That's straight up. Uh, Here's another quote from them. I'm on a cross. Lucifer, please cut me free. Cut me free. I'll draw your portrait if you pull these nails out of my feet. Nails out of my feet. My cross turns upside down. No Lord can stop us now. Cause no, the demons the reborn song. again. Same song. Same song. Wow. Wow. These and, and, and popular people. And these, these, I think these guys performed at the last, um, the last um, award ceremony. Yeah. And in the last award ceremony uh, that they had, everybody was wearing horns. Standard operating procedure for that. These, this, this, these are some of the things. Another artist, Tech Nine. Te- I mean, awful, demonic, has nothing to do with honoring God at all. And the, the chorus, there's a demon inside me. Can I kill it? Uh, heck no. Can I kill it? Heck no. Can I kill it? Heck no. Hell is coming. Onward. Hell is coming. Onward. Hell is going to keep us enemies, my friend. <laughs> the call to action, like I said before. You know? it's, it's time, people. We got to wake up. Um, another one, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, he, um, in one of his songs, I, I don't know um, the name of the song, but in one of his songs, he says, um, keep reading your psalms and your chapters. I'm coming for you, devil spy. And listen, folks, I remember one day um, I had the opportunity to go into a a Christian school. And I walked into one of the classes and I said, hey, guys, how many of you guys know Jay-Z? Everybody raised their hand. How many of you guys know this album? Everybody raised their hand. How many of you guys know this song? Everybody raised their hand. 
And I was so amazed that these people are coming from so-called, quote, unquote, Christian homes. We got to get back into the word of the living God and start serving and seeking and hunger, being hungry and thirsty only for righteousness. Now, some of the artists that we've meant, mentioned, yeah, they're popular, but some of them are not as popular as before. So let's just go to somebody that's more popular now, um, Rick Ross. He had a song called Holy Ghost. And this is part of the song. They say I'm getting money. Must be Illuminati. Taking, talking to the Holy Ghost in my Bugatti. He's knocking on the door. Don't let the devil in. He's knocking on the door. Don't let the devil in. That's blasphemy. Yep. Blasphemy. Calling what's good evil. Many people, even people I know, Lord, listen to this person. So, and and I know we're right now we're on the topic of rap. We can go into rock a little, you know, just to to kind of give a sort of a balance to this art to this not argument but this discussion. Okay. You have Angus Young, lead guitarist for ACDC. ACDC, um, they were made popular again in the nineties, and, and just recently, well, just recently with yes. the Iron Man movies, they they the, for the I guess the director or maybe somebody on the crew loved you know ACDC and they wanted to put him in and matches the the Iron Man persona. I guess I don't know, but they 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 got a little bit more popular with the young people again. <laughs> so here it is. Angus Young, lead guitarist of AC, for ACDC, is called the Guitar Demon, and he admitted that something takes control of his band during their concerts. It's like I'm on automatic pilot. By the time we're halfway through, sorry, by the time we're halfway through the first number, someone else is staring me. I'm just along for the ride. I become possessed when I get on stage. Wow. This is from Hit Parader, July 1985, page 60. Wow. You have uh, Jimi Hendrix's girlfriend, um, Fane Pridgon, if that's how you can pronounce her name, said he used to always talk about some devil or something was in him. You know, he didn't know what made him act the way he acted and what made him say the things he said and uh, the songs and different things like that. Um, so he said, um, she said, just come out of him. It seems to me he was so tormented and just torn apart and like he really was obsessed, you know, with something really evil. Soundtrack from the film Jimi Hendrix interview with um, Fane Pridgeon, side four, cited by Heartbeat of the Dragon, page 50. And you can also look this up on the Internet um, where um, Beyonce, one of the most, uh, you could say, popular worldly um, artist, R&B artist, she says, hey, when I'm going on stage, something takes over and I become somebody else. Right. Sasha Fierce. Right. So there's a spirit that takes over and allows them to do these things. Amazing. Yeah. And again, this is what the young people are listening today. These are the people that are going on the internet, um, not on the internet, but going out. You'll see them on, on um, 
Super Bowl shows, you see them all over, and everybody's sitting down. And whatever it is that person is doing, this is what we're taking in. Yeah. If you choose to sit there and take it in. Yeah. Some some of the artists they actually um, play on the 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 thing of um, dual per, dual personalities. I know a nickname is kind of like a dual personality, but we're not talking about just nicknames. We're talking about a spirit that's behind them or a spirit that's in them. Um, just like Rory just said, you have Sasha Fierce and you know Beyonce's on the shows, the TV shows. You can look this up on YouTube. Uh, talking about Sasha Fierce and when she gets on stage, she the person that she is isn't um, the person you see on stage. That's Sasha. She said the things that I can't say or things like something along those lines she was saying. So she's telling you without saying I am possessed. She's basically saying I am possessed, you know. Um, Also, Nicki Minaj, she has a spirit called Roman. And she says that Roman is like that. She said the same, almost the same thing that that Beyonce says about he is the one that that, that said that what what I can't say, he will say he's the aggression. So, just be aware that these artists—they're—some of them are not even hiding it anymore. People—they're yeah. telling you straight up what yeah. what they're about. You um, know. In fact, uh, Jay Z and and Eminem have called the same spirit Rain Man. Exactly. All right. both of them Rain talk Man. about this spirit called Rain Man. And they say that in their concerts openly how they're given the the music and they this this music is like downloaded to them or they're in a trance and they are able to write these these lyrics for these songs and, you know, um, captivate a lot of people. Right. So, all right. So you have a teenager, right? Are you, are you, are you yourself or an adult and you listen to this music and you, you, you know, like we talked about before atmosphere, we talked about the beats, we talked about the rhythm, we talked about layering and stacking and, and how these, these music, these songs are, are, are you know, combi- co- co- sorry, I'm sorry, my words are lost here. How these songs are manufactured and made and, and produced. What is the climate? What are you setting in your in your car, in your yeah, house? Exactly. You know, you used to have a good relationship with your mom or your parents. You used to have this you used to be innocent and people would look at you a certain way, like you're the girl down, down you know, you're the girl next door. And as soon as you started listening to this music, you, you thought you, you had, you, you took on somebody's identity. You took on their persona. You took on their spirit hmm. and you started to change. And now when your mother says that, that, that doesn't seem right. You lash out. It's just music. It's just music. It's more than music. But your parent might be saved, and you're not. And they they could see what's going on. Or you maybe you don't have a parent that is saved, and but you're still lashing out. You're, you're disrespecting them because something has gotten into you. And not necessarily a demon. It's just the influence. The environment. Can I? That you have, that you have created. One of the other things that I wanted to say before you go on is you know, you're talking about the child um, that might be listening to this or the person that might be listening to that, that listen to those type of music. And you talked about how um, they might not be listening to their parents or, or whatever it is that's going on. Right. Um, one of the things that it also does is that 
I have seen where students are not students, but children are so disconnected mm-hmm. when they come into a church service. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 can't even their ears. It's like their ears are stopped up, and you literally have to pray over them and ask the Lord to break that in the name of Jesus Christ so that they'll be able to hear and understand the words of God. Yes. Why am I saying this? Because I've seen it. And this is what we have to ask the Lord to do. I have personal experiences um, with me listening to music or um, going to concerts. I'll give you one uh, concert experience. I think this was in 93 or 94. And um, an artist named Redman, he uh, he came out with a group called EPMD. They got him on the world stage and they pushed him out there um, on the on the Def Jam records. And I went to one of his concerts, um, just you know, night out, nothing to do. And he got up on stage with his crew and they started the music and everything like that. And you know things were going and he you know the aggression and everything like that. And and I I saw him kind of fall off stage or something. I thought he was going to start a marsh pit because that was popular back then. And I looked on the ground and he was like wiggling all over the place. And then he, he's foaming at the mouth. And then he just gets back up on stage and continues the song on cue, not skipping a beat. Wow. I can't say the man is possessed, but that right there made me think demon possession. That's my experience with just, just that one particular artist. So, you know, Folks. a lot of people think this doesn't exist. Some people say it's far-fetched because they haven't seen it. But when they see it, if they do the real research that they need to do, in order to educate themselves, they will understand the spiritual realm is alive in music. And, and you know, we actually saw from reading scripture why music was created. It was, to create, it was created to bring honor and glory to God. Bring honor and glory to God and Him alone. What is your anchor? If your anchor is tied to the things of the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, then you will always be tied to the world and indulge in the evil things that this world produces. If Jesus Christ is the anchor, then use the word of God that you have in your heart. It will help you to overcome temptation through the spirit of God. Do you have Jesus? Have you answered the call? You're probably listening to this program right now and saying, wow, this is some incredible information. And, you know, I'm not a Christian, but this is real good information. We're not really here to just give information. We're here to spread the gospel. This information is to awaken your spirit. Amen. So what's the gospel? I mean, John 3.16 is what everybody quotes, but I'm going to take it to John 3.16 17. And please hear me. This is for your eternal soul. This is for, you know, this is not just to drag you out of hell or, you know, save you from music. 
This is about eternity, a connection with God. John 3, 3, 3.16-17 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth him, in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Amen. I was in the world, a sinner. God took me out of that environment. I listened to every, you name the artists, I probably listened to them. I was addicted to music, literally. I couldn't, I couldn't do without it. A car, my car had to have it everywhere. It had to be everywhere. Same here. So, you, you're if, if you're not saved and and you're under this bondage, Jesus Christ is the only way out. Amen. He's the only one that can set us free. And and, and when I say bondage, I'm not just talking about music. I'm just talking about the world, the sin. The you, you're not connected to the source. God is the source. You, you you're given life. You you have a you have a unique destiny within Christ Jesus. What will you do with what you've just what 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 you what, what you've just heard? Will you surrender to the call, or will you say, ah, oh, this is just nonsense? We don't know our lifespan. No one, none of us knows our lifespan. Tomorrow is promised. Tomorrow is not promised to any of us. Amen. Listen. Listen. I can't save you. I you can't put, save you neither. <laughs> <laughs> you put faith in Jesus Christ alone. Alone. In his word. Realize that you're a sinner and you need redemption. Amen, my brother. I I couldn't even say it any any better than the the way you said it, and you know, even after just going through some of the things that we have said, and some some of the things that we even want to say, but we can't, we can't even say it on the air because these things are just so dastardly. But Jesus Christ died, like Chris said, He died. On the cross for you and for me. And he has given us an opportunity for us to put away the things of this world. The things that we see out before us. The things that we are hearing. The things that we we focus on. You know, um, like we talked about, the music tonight. And the, the different avenues that it, it goes into or it goes down. The dark pit that it goes down, that it's looking to take your soul. The enemy wants your soul. And that's 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 not where we, we want you to go. We want you to hear the call of God. Like Chris said, look, take a chance. Just go and look for yourself. You know, the Bible says, if you seek, you shall find. If you knock, the door shall be open unto you. Give the Lord a chance. Give him a chance, and he, he will reveal himself to each and every one of you that seek, that hunger and thirst for him. He also says in his word that I am the way. He says, Jesus Christ says, I am the way. 
the truth and the life. No man, no guru, no one else, no no hip hop producer, dancer, record, nobody, no none of them, none of them. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. And it's Jesus Christ. He's the way. And don't 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 be confused. There's a lot of air out there. There's a lot of people saying this and saying that and they're just out there to confuse you. Don't be deceived. Don't be deceived. There's many avenues for deception. Politics, movies, religion, all these things. There's so much deception in this world. But one simple solution came. I mean, Jesus came off his throne Amen. to die for the world's sin. He paid the price that we could not pay. I, I I think I think of my friends. I think of my family. Would I ever die for them? I don't know. <laughs> but God came off royalty. He could have called angels to Amen. to take him off the cross. He could he could have done anything, but he decided to come and redeem redeem us. Amen. I want to go. Um, now over a couple of scriptures um just to um for us to think on the, these scriptures think on what they're saying psalm 49 verse 4 i will turn my ears to a proverb with the harp i will expound my riddle psalm 101 Verse 1, I will sing of your love and justice. To you, O Lord, I will sing praise. To you, Lord, I will sing praise. Colossians 3.16 Let the word of Christ dwell richly as you teach and admonish, admonish one another with all wisdom. And as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts to God, there's the source, to God, to God alone, that is where it's going to go. All the songs, the hymns, the spiritual songs with gratitude. So Lord God, tonight, with all gratitude, we thank you and we praise you and we worship you. Amen. Listeners, we have many programs that will touch on music again, touch on movies and and some other topics that, you know, not everybody is into. The reason why we're going to go out of the realm of music and entertainment sometimes is this. We're living in a world that's moving so fast towards judgment, really, that our, our kids are growing up into a world that's starting to look like sci-fi. So we're going to equip whoever's listening with some with some with some knowledge of the things going on so that you will understand how fast the world is moving to with technology and biology and 
transhumanism and all these weird things, and we're going to co- bring it back to the to the past to, the to show you where some of these things come from. Yeah. You know, um, just to touch on one thing, we have ten minutes left. Um, the Assyrian tablets. This is something that tells you that you know. Uh, aliens seeded the planet, or whoever seeded the planet. Nonsense. This thing is throughout music, throughout movies, throughout comic books, throughout children program. It's everywhere, and we're going to touch on that subject. Does that you see that one right there? Some people are, like, what is he talking about? <laughs> it's but it's there. It's there, and and the funny thing about it is, even when we go to talk about these things in the, the upcoming shows, and we share with you. What the Lord has laid on the heart, you'll say, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. I watched it. I was a part of it. I can't believe it. You know, and that's what that's what the enemy is doing. He's trying to sow seeds in our lives. But we are standing firm, and we're standing firmly on the word of God. And remember that Satan knows he doesn't have a long time. He knows that he has to get as many people to go in that pit with him. You know, I mean... Pull them out of the fire. Pull your family out of the fire. Pull your friends. Try to reach them. Pray for them. Your 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 workers, whoever you're contact with, sow seeds. Touch them with the gospel. Do something. Stop listening Don't, to that music. Stop listening to that music. <laughs> stop listening to that that music that that is uh, um, doesn't bring honor and glory to God. Turn it off. Don't 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 watch those videos that are out there that are. Just planting seeds that are not of the Lord, of the living God in your life. Hunger and thirst after his word. He will reveal himself to you in his word and teach and show you. We read some scriptures a while ago where the Lord was saying, hey, he is about truth. The truth that's in his word. And just be careful what you deposit in your system. Amen.
tonight before we go. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, nor have even entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Matthew 25, 21. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. And those are just two passages of scripture that came to mind that to just encourage you in the Lord. The first one, God has gone, yes, Jesus has gone to prepare a place for us. And he is going to be waiting there for us to come into his rest. We just want to say thank you, dear Lord, and just praise you for tonight's message. I pray that hearts will be changed, dear Lord God, and people come to an understanding of who you are. In Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. I just want to, you know, just give you give you guys encouragement. Stay focused on the Lord. Just, 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 just get into His Word. Start reading. If you want to break free from this, the Word of God can free you. Amen. Amen. Have a good night. What are we gonna do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Send me the link. Oh, man. Yeah, so. What did Reed say? Did he listen? What did Reed show again. Oh, really? Yeah. That was boring.